Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Abroad Show. Monday, the 28th of February, the final day in February. And uh, I've got a very special guest with me, as you can see, Rocco, 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 joining me on the Blue Abroad Show from Jumper Punch HQ. How are you people out there? We're just me and Mars. We've, we've been like, um, we've been in hibernation. We just come out. We're pumped and we're ready to go, mate. We're ready to go. Mate, I've been speaking to you for the last couple of weeks and uh, I'm not going to give anything away, but I can sense there's a bit of uh, a bit of uh, bit of fire in the belly and uh, I think there's a, there's a lot to come this year from from your end. Oh, there's going to be heaps. There's going to be heaps. And it's all up to the boys, isn't it? It's up to the boys, depending on what's going to come out this year. But at this time of year, man, we're always uh, optimistic and um, we're seeing little things and we're grabbing those little things and we're running with it, you know? So this is what we're excited about, yeah? 100%. 100%. No, I'm excited for it. We're going to touch on a little bit. Uh, touch on that a little bit more later. We're going to talk about the practice match, the preseason match this week against Melbourne tickets, um, a little bit of AFLW and, and Darcy Vestio's milestone. Yeah. And then we're going to get stuck right into uh, the Michael Voss Q&A, uh, which yeah. was a very interesting piece. And I'm going to get a lot of your thoughts, Rocco, and and those of you in the audience as well. So what we'll do is we'll run a little intro, the and, intro. Then, and then get this show on the road. Mine's been very impressive. Every single report. They call the I tell you the part that gets me up and about the most. It's Mark. Every single oh, fucking time. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Mark. He's got that on loop, you know. He just plays that constantly when he's uh sees himself. So Mark loves it, man, and he, he really he does really pump you up, doesn't he, Mark? Well, he does, mate. You can say what you want. When he talks <laughs> about ruthless aggression, he's not wrong. No, no, he's a hundred percent right, man. So off, oh, you know what's gonna happen? He's gonna see this, and he's gonna like. He's just gonna. Go at us, mate. Like, God, told you. Ruthless aggression is what we need, mate. <laughs> Remember how many times he was telling us about what coaches we should get? I think he mentioned Voss a few years ago. So he was on the ball. He was on the ball. Good on you, mad dogs. Love it. We're looking forward to seeing a bit more of him in the fan cams this year. Hopefully he's a bit more happier. Hopefully we're all a bit more happier. No, that's it. That's it. We will be. We yeah. will be the We'll drink it. We'll be happier. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I think, like you said, preseason obviously it's there's no games and bad losses to get mad about. So all you have is hope. Um, yeah. What's just on a high level before we get really stuck into it? What's your overall view of what we've what's happened in the off season? Like I haven't really spoken to you on on the channel about it. Um, what's your take overall with everything? So everything. Listen, the club was in a bad position last year. Let's face it, it was terrible, man. From the top to the bottom, we asked for change, we demanded change, and we got it. So we can't not be happy, you know what I mean? So we got the changes we wanted, you know. Not everything we wanted, but we got the changes we wanted. So that's all good. So And then, you know, we get the new 
president, he's out there uh, answering questions, saying the right things. So that's looking good. You know, we're getting the coach. He's also saying the right things. He's a player we all all admire. All of my, I've always said Voss and Hodge are the two greatest captains outside of Sticks, right, in the in the AFL, VFL. They were tough, mate. Every time they went near the ball, mate, they would run through. I love that. And now we got him. We got him. The thing is with Voss is we just hope that he can now transfer that over. We can say whatever we want about game plans. You can say blah, blah, go all day. But if he can't, Pass on that message. We're going nowhere. So, I, I think he, I think he can. He's that type of person. Um, we got, we got some players. We get a lot of players. You know, we're we're putting our hopes on what Lewis Young, and you know, we're just hoping. But Chera looked good, so he's he's uh he's definitely uh vaulted that that midfield. Um, yeah. So look, we've done all the right things. Now, now we just have to implement that and let's do something about it. Let's get some wins. But we got to be happy. With the changes, we asked for it all year. Do you True. remember how much did we ask for? This has to change. This has to change. You know, and it and it did. You know, it finally did. And um, yeah, so let's hope that now that that transfers over to to the game. Yeah, I was thinking about it in the car yesterday. Just as you do, as that's all we seem to be doing, thinking about the club and what's going on. And on a high level, I'm thinking, you know, do I have faith? in the president right now? And my answer is yes. So we tick that box. I'm like, do I have faith that we have the right man as the CEO? Yes. Tick the box. Do I have faith that we have the right senior coach? Yes. Coaching panel? Yes. Can't fault anything at the moment. Squarely on the players now. Yep. All right. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Teza. Mate. What's the definition of faith? Definition of faith. Believing in something, believing in something. All right, so I'll give you my definition of faith. Definition of faith is the reason you give when you haven't got answers, right? So we, we this is all in faith. We've got no proof of it. This is like God. Like you, you can only, because there is no proof, so you've got this faith. And now we've got this faith in, in Voss and all that. On what evidence? You've got no evidence. So we've got to see that. You know, that's that's the only thing about this faith. Yeah, well, you had faith in T. I did have faith in T. I think there's yeah, a video of me saying. But that's slowly that faith disappears. But, um, yeah, so I didn't want to put a little bit of downer. But you're right. Listen, we have got some big names up there, and you've got to be happy with what we got. You've got to be happy with what we got. It's it's no way it's a backward thing. This, this is... Um, yeah, this is a big thing. So I think, look, we're in the right direction. So, yeah, definitely. All right. We're going to touch on it a little bit later as well because we've got plenty of footage and things yeah, to run through and, and dissect. The first thing I want to do is, uh, well, I, I put the members down below. I've got to update that list, actually. There's a couple more premiership members, but um, I want to thank the members for what they've done for the channel over the, you know, the journey of, of this all. They've allowed things to grow to the way they have. Um and so we really do appreciate that support. And then we'll touch a little bit on the AFLW. Now, I've got to admit, Rocco, I didn't watch the game. I was out. I didn't watch it. But I do want to take a moment to congratulate them on the good win and also yeah. congratulate Darcy Vestio on being the first player to kick 50 goals, which 
Um, look, listen, it might sound minute, but when you're talking about little steps, it's a brand new competition. These little milestones that you tick along the way are important. So it's good for, for Darcy to be able to have done that. It's good for her. It's good for her. You know, like really, I don't look, I don't watch a lot of AFLW. I just haven't got time. You know what I mean? But I definitely keep up with the results every week. You have a quick listen at the reviews and, and it's all good. So look, it, you know, they've done what they had to do in the last couple of weeks. You know, they've beaten these lower sides. Good on Vessio getting 50. I think last year she got the record for most goals in a season maybe, you know. So she's ticking all those boxes, you know. So, so yeah, good on her. Good on her. She's done well. It's good. It's good. We're going to get a full rundown on the AFLW show on Wednesday with Shannon. Yes. Um, it's a very interesting time because things are starting to ramp up now and, we now have the perfect storm where there's a lot to talk about, um, which we'll cover tonight. And then Wednesday, we can get more in-depth of the AFLW as well. So yeah, there 100%, 100%. is three more episodes to go of the AFLW show. And, should, be um, should be big episodes because there's a lot to really talk about because there's a few issues there. There's a few. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Uh, we were, I was up in arms a few weeks ago. What are you seeing? Everyone's up in arms, you know, because you're not seeing the results. The only thing I saw that I thought was um, a bit strange was uh, we lost a few games, and the first thing that came out of everyone's mouth was sack Harford. <laughs> and, and it's true. And I don't know about his coaching style. It looked all right. Like last year, really, did you expect him to do any better this year? Yes. Like they lost, did you? They lost players. They started exactly the same last year. They finished off with a few wins. They didn't make finals. Then they lose some big guns, right? But yeah, they picked up a couple of players. And but the first thing was let's sack boss, man. You've got to be careful about that. I hope that's not the mentality of the club still lingering. You know, the first thing we're going to do is is blame someone. You know, is it true there was no review of the AFLW? That is true. Well, then then how is this Harford's fault? How is this Harford's fault all of a sudden? There's no review. They didn't, you know, like he's not getting any help. Again, it seems we've got the same problem. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Like three weeks in, it was like, sack the coach, sack the coach. Let's put Simo in. That's what I was hearing, Simo. Simo, wasn't he playing last year? All of a sudden, you got to make him coach, you know. So you got to just be careful about this. Let's just everyone relax, you know. I think because because of what we were sold from the message about the women's team, and yeah, we lost a few gun players, but it was all about yeah. But we've still won these trades, and and you know we've brought in these players, and they're ready to compete, and all all of that. And again, I know, stop getting hoodwinked, and all of that. And it is. It's a little bit of hoodwinked and then what happens is we don't, like, we get hoodwinked and then we don't get what we expect and then we're straight away looking for a scapegoat instead of saying, what is the issue here? What is the issue? Why is this happening again? You know what I mean? So I don't know if half it's the man. I, I think he doesn't win the next couple. <laughs> He's looking for another job, you know. That's what I do know. I think you're right in you can't just you can't just blame Harford. I think the whole program. I mean, it's it's not it is not just Carlton. There are other teams, but yeah. we hold the Carlton Football Club to a standard that we believe because it's the Carlton Football Club and it's almighty and all of that. I think. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I went to I've been to a few games this year, and the games that I've been to, that the effort and the application hasn't been there, and it's like, well, 
are we being serious? What's this yeah. all about? You know, so the fact that they... Yeah, I mean, if there's no effort, I mean, the coach has to take some responsibility there. Why isn't there effort? Why aren't you giving effort? So, yeah, so... Anyway, let's hope they finish off strong and we can uh, maybe, maybe they can, there's still time for a review, a review right? Mm-hmm. Let's make it not, let's not make it so public this time. Let's just do the review, find out what's the matter and let's kind of fix the problem. What do you reckon? I think also don't do a review for 13 weeks or 14 weeks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let's not do this like a long-winded review. Like it's probably the review will be going halfway through the season now. So let's just hope, look, they finish strong, you know, and good on, again, we said good on Vessio, well done, and um, a couple of other players. I just want a bit of a shout-out. I reckon McKay, I love McKay because... Uh, plays like her dad. The dad, mate, and I watched her last year and she she showed those kind of same attributes, you know, so good on McKay, man. I hope she does well. Andy McKay was a champion, wasn't he? Champion, oh my god, like off that back line, man. He was he was a true champion, that bloke, very reliable. I mean, we had him, we had Sexton, you know, we had Peter Dean, there was and then Silvani, of course, you know, and he was just part of that cog, man. So reliable, man. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I loved McKay. I don't think too that is a yeah, you, you say who's our best number five, you know, like we had like Sid Jackson, and then people probably say. Judd, you know, Windsor Brown, like that, but McKay has to be put right up there talking in, in that conversation, yeah? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that having having Abby McKay in the team and obviously the story with Daddit, I feel like it's a nice window to bring in some supporters who maybe, who maybe don't watch the AFLW. There's always a little way to get some new people on board and I think Abby carries yeah. that responsibility. It's the McKay, mate. It's the McKay, you know. Like, yeah. I, I love the bloke. So, yeah, yeah. So, good honour. Good honour. Yeah. No, that's good. We're going to move on because we had a practice match against St Kilda. It yeah. was wild. And when I say wild, what I mean is just by judging by the people. The people <laughs> yeah. People tuned in on the channel, at the game, the crowd noise. Um, We're crazy, man. We're crazy. Yeah, we are crazy there was no productivity going on in melbourne that day because everyone took a day off man like it was it was weird man i couldn't find parking like it was weird man but yeah when we got there i actually i actually enjoyed it i really did i enjoyed being being out there here in the crowd uh there was a couple of tackles and that the crowd just went wild man it was it was good well what were your thoughts on the game so you can't really take much out of it. Let's be serious, you know. Of course, it's a practice match. They're trying out stuff. It's St Kilda. St Kilda really aren't travelling that well, you know. But so what you do is you take, like well, like we do every year, we try to take positive. We t- try to take small positives and hope we can build on that, you know. So the couple of positives were, look, Cribs was doing what what he was doing when he was at his best, man. He was in and under, he was getting the ball, he was feeding it off, man. That's what you gotta do. He was uh he was strong in the contest. So I, I was I was impressed with Cribs. I was impressed with Chera. I've been bagging him because I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll just get another show pony here. But he kicked a couple of goals and he looked 
he looked good, man. He looked like he was running. He was breaking those lines. So he looked good. And the other one, I suppose everyone's been talking about, but I've seen this before, was O'Brien. He looked busy. He looked busy. Like, that's what impressed me. He just looked like he just kept on going. And he had, like, a bad patch, but he came back, you know. He just looked – that's all he has to do, the kid. If he can do that and Cripps can do what he's doing and feed it off to him and he's he's using that left foot to feed McKay and Kerner, yeah, we we start moving into another level, yeah? I think the other part was they trusted him or they had instructions to give him – clearly had instructions to give him the ball. Because um, he got a lot. He got a yeah. lot of it. Well, the unofficial stats were that he had 27 possessions, which when I think of Lockie O'Brien... Has he, he ever had 27 possessions? I think 22 right. is his career yeah. high. Yeah, low 20s. You know? yeah. And, you know, the reality is he's going to make mistakes. Now, some of those mistakes are very easily correctable. Some of them were just a focus thing. And that brings me to a point about him because obviously bit of pressure on him from the fan base and even from his own position because now he's on the rookie list. Um, and I, I guess the, the big thing for him is does he have the mental strength to fight through when he does make a few errors? And that's going to come down to a few things. Him, also the way he's coached. So what's Vossi telling him now? How, how are they reviewing his games? What's the feedback? Is it is it a pat on the back? Is it a little bit stern? Like These are the things that we just don't know yet. No, well, you don't know, and you don't know how these players are going to react, how, how you got to train. That's what makes a good coach. Coach is a teacher, man. He's got 42 people that he's got to treat all completely different, you know. So how can he get the best out of out of O'Brien? Because we know he can play. He's mm. got a weapon. That left foot is a weapon. Yeah. If we can learn how to use that, man, I'm telling you, we are a better side, you know. So can, Pat, can O'Brien, right, um, when the times are tough, can he, like you said, can he get out of it, you know what I mean, fight through those times and, and keep on playing well? So that that's all we're, we're waiting for because we've seen it before. Like he finished off not bad last year, remember? Yep. He had a couple of good games. So, and now he started well. So he, he's got like three games, you know, in his pocket. He needs 20, you know, yes. that's what he needs. So let's hopefully he can do that. But he look, what he did on... That practice match, we can't ask for anymore. Yep. No, that's fair. I want to touch on uh, the second quarter was obviously we had the... Look, first quarter was solid. Second quarter was not so solid. I've got a little clip here about from Vossi talking about the the second yeah. quarter and, and, and what he had to say. Kane has asked what went wrong after the first quarter. Um, the second quarter seemed to lack a lot of pressure. Yeah, did we just lost field position? Um, so that was... Uh, look, I think what we're trying to ask the players to be able to do is... Um, to consistently implement what we're after. And we understand there may be some fluctuations in, in that that happens in the short term. And that might be the, the tightening up of things as we go and as the players become quite familiar. And they can identify what's different and they can change it on the run. Um, so that, that'll be particularly important for us moving forward. I actually like that it happened because for me it was like, Vossi, welcome to Carlton, mate. <laughs> That's it, this, that's it. this is Carlton. This is Carlton. Not what you were saying. This is Carlton, man. And this is the issue about the five-goal turnaround. Now, I've seen comments saying, well, don't worry about it. They came, you know, like they recovered. They got the five goals. They changed the game plan. But, yeah, that's all true. That's all good. Let's hope it's just that. The problem is we did it so many times last year, and now we've done it again. 
So it's again, it's happened. You know what I mean? All right. So we've got to give him benefit of doubt. First practice match, you know, and he did say about, it's about stemming that flow. He did say all the right things, stemming the flow, make sure they don't score, you know, make sure they don't score another goal. So that's the only thing that worried me was, you know, like it's happened again. You know what I mean? Like if it happens again, do we, like just say it happens against Melbourne, then it's no more a one-off thing this year. Now already it's like a, 15 times in the last year, you know? So that's what worries me, but... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I'm optimistic about and if this goes right and if he's healthy and if if he's in the right position and if he gets his body right, where I think on the other end, and just being real, like what, what am I worried about? The thing that I'm, I guess, mindful or worried about is exactly this. Like what, like we don't have the on-field just yet who have shown they're able to stem the flow mid-quarter without us having to wait until the siren for the quarter to end and get instructions and go back out there. And that's, I think, what's going to be one of the biggest challenges because our senior guys now are Ed Kerno, Cripps. Um, who, who else is there that's like senior, senior? It's... There's not a no, lot of them. Senior, senior, there's only them. Like, we're starting to run out of the senior, senior ones. But you still got Weedering, you know what I mean? McKay looked like he was stepping up, you know what I mean? But, but through the middle, naturally, Walsh is young, but he's the leader, yeah. But you're right. You need these players to step up and show the way, you know, in those in those times, you know. So that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for. I, I would actually uh, like to see against Melbourne maybe a three or four goal and then see what they do against a really good side. And does it turn into a six or seven goal, or can we stop it and kick two ourselves? You know, so that'll well, be. I was talking about Melbourne with Caden McDonald just before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. James Hutt, welcome to membership. And the, my perception of Melbourne, like it's clicked. Whatever is going on there, it's clicked for them. And they did it against North Melbourne in their practice match, and they ended up winning by eighty-eight points or whatever. It is they've now got that gear that only I feel only one or two sides a year can do it when they so, get that premiership confidence. And so you're right. Like, and, and Melbourne's a team that I think I remember two years ago, they kicked seven in a row to start the game against us. Like, um, you know, and this is the other thing too. I'm, I know we don't like the word patience, but I have a little bit more patience than what I thought I had at the end of last year. I think you have, to. Again, you have to. It's new. You have to. This is like a new beginning. Don't think that you're going to get out there now. And like, anyway, we could talk about like people thinking we're going to make the eight and that. I'm telling you, like, you got to think about that. Like, who's going to go out? How are we going to get in? The other teams around us who want to get in? Why are we any better than them? There's all these things. So I think we've just got to be a little bit patient. Be a little bit patient. And what Melbourne is, you got to remember with Melbourne, like they were up there a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? Then they dropped, you know, and before that they were around about, you know, and then they were kind of building, you know, that thing, and then bang, it clicked. It clicked. And that's what we need to happen to us. But we're going to do some hard yards before it clicks. And then when it does click, that you, you see what Melbourne can do. Because seriously, before that you had no... Did you think Melbourne was going to win a premiership, make the eight, do anything like that? Not really, right? And all of a sudden it clicked and you could see it. And when you look back, you see it in Richmond, I reckon, in 17. You just see it. They're building, they're building. And then all of a sudden you look back and you go, they just won eight games in a row. They they were down. 
they slaughtered teams. They did everything. And you look back and you go, I, I did, because I didn't notice Melbourne last year. I know they were on top of the ladder, but it wasn't really taking them too serious. But it clicked. And you know what else happened? There was all those young players that, no names, started stepping in and kicking players out. You know what I mean? That's what we need to do. We yeah. need the O'Briens, the Dow. We have to kick out Kerno. Kerno yeah. has to go. You know what I mean? Like these players have to go now, you know, and they have to take their spot. And that's what Melbourne did, if you notice. By the end of the year, this team was nothing like what you thought it was going to be at the start of the year. No, it's true. They didn't hang on to the the older players for the sentiment, like maybe what we did. Um, just on the five goal swings, this is what Vossi had to say about that. On that, Ash has asked how are we going to limit those five goal swings in the future and also what were you looking for from the AFL listed boys in the VFL practice match yesterday? Uh, well, Ash, we, we, um, I guess the biggest thing that we have to identify is, um, you know, how do we get our adaptations through those particular times? As I said, we don't, we don't suspect that we're going to be able to control all scenarios in the game. Um, but what we have to be able to do is um, deny the scoreboard. And, you know, we understand that we're going to have some periods of time where we're, we're not going to have it our way. Um, and there'll be a genuine arm wrestle um, that happens throughout games. But... You know, the, the very, very best teams are able to just hold and, and hold that scoreboard, be able to absorb um, and then be able to maybe get that goal against the run of play. Um, we certainly had our opportunities. Um, so if we finish those opportunities, maybe that scenario is slightly different. So um, it's a little bit of the whole, but it's also about the maximising um, what we do. It's all sounding good, but we've got to see it. And I'll leave it there. I've got to see it, but he did say the right things there. Mm. We got to learn how to team that flow. Slow it down. Slow it down. Take control. And how do you do that? With leaders. Who who's going to stand up and do that? And now with our Walsh out there, who's like you got Cribs, all right? But who else is going to stand up? You well, know, this like, is this is a good question. So if you had to pick five guys on the field who you know for round one who are going to be playing, who when the the Tigers are going to come at us and they're going to give us a massive quarter at some point. Who's yep. going to be able to slow the game down and keep their heads? I mean, I trust someone like a Weedering. Yep. I hope Cripps. I think Cripps. I, no, I, obviously no, you're back with me. He's going to give it his all to, to flow. So you've you got no no doubt Cripps is going to give it his all. So that's that's fine. you got Cripps. You, you're hoping Chero is going to be one that's comes yep. in. He's a senior and, player. Man. We didn't get him as a baby. We got him as a senior player. So we're hoping he comes up. And then you've got maybe Kerno, you know, like to do it. But who else in the middle is going to really stand up? I mean, Hewitt can stand up where Hewitt. I think Hewitt's another one. But I, I think something. he showed something. He's tough. He showed something. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's a player that we're going to like a lot more as the season goes on because he's not flashy. Just tackles. He's defensively mind, uh, defensively sound as a midfielder. Gets a bit of the ball. He's tough. Um, but I think the other one. He's Zach Williams. Yeah, who, oh, Zach Williams, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he I was asked to where he, where he was going to play, yeah? Well, I want to be able to rely on him, you yeah. know? We have to be able to rely on him, you especially down back. We we got him as a senior player, mm. right? We got him as an 800. I know you, we don't want to keep mentioning the money, but we got him at an 800,000, like, senior player. We have to rely on him, you know? And same with... Uh, with uh, Saad, you got to rely on these players. But these are senior players that have come in, you know. So, yeah, these are the sort of players in the back line, in the midfield, hopefully. And in the, I think in the forward line, 
with Harry and Kernow, I think they take on the game. They'll 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 stand up and do what they have to do. Yeah. What are you thinking of um, the new look backline? McGovern, Weedering, Oscar McDonald. Listen, Oscar McDonald, he actually did all right. So, oh, look, I didn't mind him last year. Everyone was bagging him. He played half a game. I thought he did all right. He looks like a footballer. So, and he did all right there. So, Oscar McDonald, I, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not convinced about McGovern. He still looks lost. He took a couple of marks and that there. You know, Voss did say something. I don't know if it was in that interview or another interview about McGovern. He said that he's still learning the trade in the back line. I don't know, man. Like it's about they're, – they're talking about playing him in defence. There's a week out and he's still learning the trade. So I think he's still lost. I don't know where to put him yet. I don't think he's our answer in the back. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be playing him as a spare. I, like in theory, it's like solid, solid hands, solid yeah. kick. The ball will come to him. It doesn't have to create so much. Yeah. Um, it seems like yeah. he's going to be playing as a loose, so it's going to be a little bit easier for him. Yeah, um, but I think he's another one that's going to need some patience, which is a hard yeah, one yeah. to stomach. Look, he shows talent. Like where do we, he said, you know what? We had that with Sauce. Remember Sauce? We didn't know where to play him. He's kind of like found his way. We need McGovern to do that. We need McGovern. We need McGovern. Yes. We need McGovern to find his way and find where he's going to play his best football. Is it forward? Is it in defence? It's sad that it's like a one week away and we still don't know. We still don't know. So, yeah, and But I think they're going to try him there. I think Voss has like thrown his cards on the table and we've got no choice. We lost Liam Jones. and So they're definitely going to try him as that loose defender in back. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll touch a little bit on the, the, uh, the Melbourne game because I was saying before, I love that we're playing them now. It's the best, yeah. it's the best uh, preparation. Um, I'm seriously looking forward to this game so much on Thursday night. This is going to be like awesome. What are you looking forward to? What? Why are you looking forward to it? Because they are the benchmark. Like we're really going to see, and I'm telling you, Melbourne's because you could see what they did last week. They're going to be they're going out to play some footy, man. There's no need for them to try out their stuff, man. They they're loving playing footy at the moment. You know mm. what I mean? They're going to play some footy, man, and they trust each other, man. They've got so much confidence in each other. They're moving that ball. That's slick, man. People like uh, Oliver, who was always a good player, but you never know, man. He's walking around with his chest hat out. Petrarca thinks he's the best player in the world. You know, uh, gone. You think he was big. Now he's now he's twice as big, you know. Like, he's got that much confidence in him himself. So it's going to be a huge test. I just want to see, and naturally want to see, like, like people talk about game plan. What game plan? Like, they've been training, like, two months, you know. Like, this game plan is going to take, if anything, you're going to see results in maybe six months. You know, that's when you're going to see some sort of result, you know. But, you know, I just want to see how they hold up against Melbourne. Let's be serious. We want to see a competitive game. If they can do that, if they can... If they could control that that middle, like Voss keeps saying, it's all about the middle, about getting the numbers in there, being aggressive in the middle. That's what I'm looking for, you know, because that's where it all starts and finishes. Yeah. Melbourne's a team. They've done it to us for some time now, but when we turn the ball over in the middle, they they score off turnover really well. And that's actually something that not just Melbourne do against us. I think North Melbourne did it very well against us too. 
a lot of teams do it because we don't our our centers that we don't really defend that well and really if you think about it our defense like I don't know some of those players like Williams and so they're not real they're defenders but they're not real one-on-one defenders are they not like a weedering you know what I mean so if that ball's coming in like 50 times you know no wonder Jones is taking 15 marks you know what I mean because well the ball's coming in that much so yeah, we need that. We need that midfield defense, and they did do that against uh, in the practice match. I noticed that the midfield and also the smalls were really defending hard. You know what I mean? They were really uh, like really attacking the ball. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Have you seen any of these? There's a few youngsters that are yeah they're, they're playing a, a bit now. Durden's starting to show a bit. His, his body's feeling out. Kemp as well. well are we there love any? That. We do love Corey Durden. Of course. <laughs> He's our man. We're very He's biased towards Corey. But are there any youngsters that you're watching that you're starting to see a little bit from that you, you're interested to see how they go in the big day in the, on the big day? So real youngsters, or are you talking people like Owies? Yeah, know, or any or of these, uh, you know, up and coming players. Yeah. So like naturally, uh, you know, you got Kemp. We're looking at. We, we're really hoping that he can like develop and honey and we need a couple of small forwards that are really busy you know we're hoping it's it's Durden because he's our boy but honey I like Owies I think Owies is an important player he's like that mid he's not too small he's not too big you know can take a strong mark he's a bit more experienced um yeah so you're looking at that and these are the sort of players we are expecting to take some of our senior players' spots. That's all. That's what we're looking at. So, yeah, Kemp, Carroll. Look, Motlop, I watched a little bit of the reserves. He kicked a couple of goals, got us, got us a little bit excited. I don't want to get too excited, but he looked like he had a bit of a bit of go about him. So, yeah. So yeah. I don't think he's going to be ready at the start, but hopefully he can get a couple of games. And by then, I reckon, for me, it's Durden. I, I like Durden. Does it roll to get him as a as a blue blue brawl player? I reckon that's you've done well there. I'll pick him well. Pick him yeah. well. Well, he, the, the big thing on him going into the preseason was all right. Is his defensive pressure good? Yeah, it's solid. He tackles pretty hard and he's intense and he chases and plays with the effort that we want. And the big challenge for him is if he's going to make that next step, it's can he get a little bit more involved in the game? So he had sixteen touches. And if he's getting anywhere near 15 touches in a game in the AFL, I feel like he puts himself guaranteed in the team. 100%. You put 15, you're guaranteed you're going to get a goal or two, and that's all you really want from your, from your small forward. I mean, over 20, that's 40 goals, 35 goals, man. You're doing that. I'm telling you, Durden kicks 30-odd goals. We're making finals, you know. Like it's, But you think about it. If he's kicking 30... Yeah, you know what I mean. That means that you know, like the big boys are doing their job. It means that the middle, you know, is doing their job. Like it's important. Like this Durden and Owies, I like Honey too. Like uh, you know, the Honey Pot there, he's he's good too. So we've got some options there. But who's going to stand up? Who wants it? Hmm. Well, just focusing on these small forwards, I'll play a little clip that uh, Vossi answered about them, and then we'll touch on them a bit. Any comment on the games of small third small forwards, Corey Durden and Matthew Owies, uh, Dylan Wall thought they were impressive. Dylan, you're spot on. Uh, we've we've had a really strong preseason from all those guys. Um, you know, a, a big emphasis has been around that forward pressure. Um, 
you know, without being able to get that sort of forward pressure, um, we're not going to be able to get the ball in stronger positions on the ground to be able to score from. So it's been a big focus. Um, those guys have really taken to it in that role um, that we asked them to do. And as such, I think they've had really strong pre-seasons. And, um, you know, as you would have seen yesterday, they've, uh, they've contributed pretty well um, as teammates on the day as well. It got me, got me thinking, would you want to play both of them or just one of them? So you're talking about Durden and Owies, yeah? Yeah. So oh, Harry, okay. Charlie, Jack Silvani with Durden, Owies and Jack Martin and Zach Fisher sprinkled in there. There's a, don't worry about Zach Fisher. Right? We're going to talk about him later. Don't worry about Zach Fisher. Still want to see what this kid can do. But you're right. You've got Jack Martin. So th- this is the thing, man. Jack Martin comes back. But I think you've got to play Durden. I think Durden has to play. I okay. think he's the one that, that should be playing in round one. And um, I like Owies. I like Owies, you know what I mean? So he's that medium. He's not too small. He's not too big, you know. So he's. I think he should be playing them both, yeah. I'm curious to see them both play. I think if you combine them two with Jack Silvani, when you think about the forward pressure that the three of them are going to bring because they're they're dogs the way that they go about it. They just hunt. And he's the other one, like Sauce. We got a – Sauce impressed us. Yes. Again, he's moved on to the next level, man. He was taking marks. He was tackling that tackle. You know what I mean? So he's uh, – yeah, so you're right. Him and then if you can get the dirt and then the – oh, he's putting on that pressure, man, and keeping that ball in the 50. Isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. I think I'll uh, everyone at home just type in a yes or a no. Would you play both Owies and Durden round one? Two small forwards, two genuine small forwards uh, round one. Just type in yes or no, just so we can get a bit of a a gauge as to how everyone uh, views. Yeah, would, does Jack Martin get a game? I think if he's fit, you do. Don't you? you can't not. <laughs> you can't not play Jack Martin. Hello. You know, he can't not play. I think he's too – also because he can play in the middle as well. And I think with yeah. Walsh going, we're going to need a couple of guys to, to fill the void a bit. He's been a little bit disappointing and, and he hasn't had, like, I don't know if he's had a, a full preseason. He hasn't played. I don't know. Is he, is he due to play Monday? Uh, sorry, against Melbourne? I, 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 I believe so. They've been very tight-lipped. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So if he plays, but I see the comments here. Everyone's going, yes, 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 yes. So I think they're the two at the moment. They're mm. the two at the moment. We'll see on Monday. Um, I'm sure he's going to he's gonna um, move them around and give everyone a bit of a go there. But, yeah, can you imagine? Look, and, and this is if they're playing well, right? You've got Big H, you've got Kuno. Kuno's looking good. I don't want to be like, hey, Kuno's back and that. But he's moving well. I remember when he limped off. I didn't want yeah. to look. I didn't want to look anymore. I wanted to leave right there. I go. I don't want to look anymore. This is it. But if them two, and as you said, them three putting the pressure, all of a sudden, and again, it has they they have to work hard. Like it's easy to say. Of course. Right? That that forward line starts to look really good, really good. With the Coleman medal, and we got Kerno back, and then you got them three men. I'm telling you. But you gotta make me drink the Kool Aid. What are you doing, mate? I could suck it. I'm just reeling you in. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think also 
Voss mentioned a little bit of something there about the pressure that they're going to bring or that they did bring and what we hope that they're going to bring is going to allow us to attack better. So even if the ball yeah. gets out of our 50, the amount of pressure that's going to be on those kicks coming out, that's and that is one of the key things where we broke down last year. The, the way teams were just walking it out of our defensive 50 was, was really poor. Yeah, no, 100%, man. And I think uh, he did say something else about, I think they asked him, I don't know if you're going to play this clip, they're going to ask him about, um, will we play with aggression? Do you remember that oh, question? I'll, I'll put it up now. Right, Rick has yeah. asked, will we see our boys play on the edge with aggression? I really hope so. I don't know another way. So I'll, I'll certainly be, it won't be through lack of encouragement. Um, it's, a, it's a primary part of the game. Uh, it's, you know, you, we talk about system and how we want to play and, you know, how you want to shift the ball off a line or, you know, how you want to defend as a team. But it starts with effort and intensity and aggression around the ball. And um, I don't think that that part of the game will ever change. Now, that gets me going. I yeah. And he, well, look, he said, when he said that, I wrote this out, he wrote, I hope so. That's the only, no, that's the only way I know, you know, or... I only know I know I don't know any other way, you know. That's exactly right. That's the way he played. If you remember Vice, he played with aggression, you know what I mean? Like really he bullied his way through many, many times, you know. And this is what we gotta do. And he's saying this is how we gotta play. So I'm hoping they're understanding this. Like if he can get this through to him, right? Mate, we we move to another level. Well, you picked up on it before anyone last year. Round one last year, you made mention of how, you know, they just – what did you see? They weren't going in hard enough. They weren't like, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. They weren't going in. They were all over the place. You know what I mean? You just see them. They were all over the place against Richmond. They just let them – they just ran it out. You know, every time there was a contested ball, they just ran it out. You know what I mean? You could see that. And you can see that, and you're thinking, why aren't you going in at round one? Mm. You know what I mean? Why aren't you doing that? See, like, I said it, I, you know, I said, the coach has lost them already. Yeah. The coach has lost them already. Maybe I went a bit early, but it turned out to be right. This is what now Voss has got to bring, you know, like, and he's got that now because it's brand new. It's brand new, you know, so he's got that, you know what I mean? We've got to play with aggression. And I'm sure that if he sees them not play with aggression, right, he's going to let them know. And I hope he does. I hope he does, man. I hope because this is his last chance, boss. If he gets a sack in two and a half years, he's never been a senior coach again. He knows mm. that, right? Mm. I hope that he stands up to everyone and he goes, this is the way we play the game, mate. This is the way we play the game. And I hope he shows his highlights. There's a highlight where he kills almost a Collingwood player. I, I must have been in the grand for I can't remember. Scotty Burns. Oh, that was the best, man. I, I got that on fucking on bloody feedback always, man. I love that. That's what he's got to be showing, man. This is how we got to play. So, And he said it. And you're going to see it early. You, you really, We really are going to see it early in round one. It's going to be what's Cripps doing with his first contest? Hewitt. Yeah. Chera, how are they cracking in their very first contest? When when a guy like a Zach Fisher goes in for his first contest, how's he going in? And 
I think that's where you don't want to make conclusions early because you know they're still learning things and all of that. But of one thing, it doesn't matter what game system and, and what tactics there are out there, how they attack the contest, you don't need to be you don't need to be told how to attack a contest. You either do it or you don't. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what you it's know. all about, and man, that's what I hope he brings. Man, I hope that that they go in hard for him. You know, I hope they're doing it for boss man. Just go in hard, man. That's all we can ask for. And if you go in up, I'm telling you, you go in hard, and the first contest you bowl over someone, man. They think about it. Yes. Your confidence lifts just a little bit more. You know what I mean. You win that contest you know what i mean and, and that confidence lifts you know and then all of a sudden that player that also is going to go into the contest he doesn't go into the contest anymore because he trusts he's going to do that and he moves into the position but this is you don't think boss is going out going right this is the game plan you stand there you stand there you stand there then when he gets the ball you run right but instinctively what do you do you go to get the ball man to trust Another player is a big thing. Mm. That's what he's got to uh, instill into the players, you know. And it starts with that aggression, man. I'm telling you, like mm. most players, like you said, they've got some skill, but aggression is you don't, you don't like. That's not a talent. It just, just go in, mate. Just go in, you know. Like, do something, you know. Do what something. Do get the ball. Get the ball. <laughs> just get the ball. I've got two more clips to play yeah. um, from this fan Q and A, and it's two clips from two separate players. So one of the two of the players that are kind of what are we going to get this year from these players? One of them's Paddy Dow, the other one's Zach Fisher, yeah. and I think this answer about Paddy Dow is where I got most excited about this presser because of the way it was answered, just truthfully. So I'll play it here. Devin has asked, why did Paddy Dow not play in the first game yesterday? Well, Devin, he's probably up against um, that uh, contingent of on-ballers that, uh, that you saw play in the AFL game against, uh, against St Kilda. So, um, like I said, there's, there's not 18 positions available. There's, there's, a, there's a tight time frame of where you play. And, um, you know, we, we feel like uh, he's, had a, he's had an exceptional pre-season, um, as have had the, the other um, boys. Um, they've, they've been driving each other really, really hard. Um, but in the end, you've got to sort of make a call on where um, where guys are going to play, and I guess the players that we chose to play on the weekend were the ones we went with. Just down the line, I think in seasons past, a guy like a Paddy Dow, well, we'll put him on the half forward flank if he's not performing it's in the midfield. It's big you know? Yeah, got playing. He'll get better. Yeah. Trust me, we'll get more games and we'll get better. No. No. Right, and he said the right thing. The good thing he said there too was, uh, "There's not 18 spots. There's only a few spots, man, because you're only playing one position. Yeah, there's only like five spots. Are you ahead of those five? It worries me that he's not ahead of them. Right, that really worries me. And if Voss is saying, because let's face it, Paddy Dow is soft. He's soft, mate. Even Greg Williams said it. He's got to go in a bit harder and that. He's soft, mate. There's nothing wrong with that. You're soft. Get aggressive, mate. I'm telling you. Or else you I'm telling you, you'll be asking people, do you want fries with that next year if you're not careful, you know? So I, I think Voss knows that. And you could see it. He was almost like uh, he conceded that, you know, unless he does something, I don't think he's going he's gonna to take 
the spot of those five that five that are in front of him at the moment. Well, when you look back a couple of years ago, someone like a Paddy Dow was probably getting a game over a Matt Kennedy. And now that's flipped around because Kennedy, like Voss is coming in with this new mentality of, no, I want people that are going to be powerful and yep. going to be tough in the contest. So I think that role reversal now is one of the first signs of, oh, not only is there change that they're telling us about, but it's being implemented. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's that's one of the things. He's saying the right things. And like he pretty much said at the press conference in front of everyone, Dow, you're not ready, mate. And I don't know if you're gonna make it back in. You're not you're not you're not in front of the five guys yet. And you should be, man. This is year six. Five, um, six. Year five. Yeah, come on, man. I think it's a good thing for him. I really do. I, I think I, if he goes back and if he's gonna get a game, he's obviously gonna to need to be providing I mean, listen. It's not like he's never done it. The Essendon game last year that we'll talk about for the five minutes before he got the poke in the eye, it was good. But until he does that for a full game and maybe three or four weeks, um, I think, and I think it'll develop more hunger within him. I really do. I hope so. And sometimes mm. this is what you need. Like sometimes you have to get to a point where you're at your lowest. You know what I mean? Look at, oh, well, let's talk about, like, he's gone now, but Jones, he did that, man. Like, he was at his lowest, you know what I mean? They were going to get rid of him, and then, you know, they tried, it was a different scenario, but they tried him in the back line, his last opportunity, and, and he and he succeeds, you know? So we need to put that rocket up Dow's ass, man. We need him. Yeah. I mean, he's, yes. <laughs> he's got that big ass, mate, where he can just break out of town. He's got that speed, you know? So... What's missing? What is missing? That's what I'll be asking. What's missing, mate? Why won't you go in to get the ball? Seriously, don't tell me he's he's more talented than, than Walsh. I'm going to put it out there. I get what As you mean. No, no, I, get what you, I get what you're saying. Why is Walsh get five votes from the Brownlow? Because he wants a man. He goes after every – even Williams said it in that thing, man. Like, Walsh wants the ball. Williams always said, why does he get 40 possessions? A game. You know why? Because he goes to 80 contests. He he, he he wills himself to the next contest. That's what Paddy Dow's got to do. And Lockie O'Brien did a little bit of that. He just willed himself to the next contest, the next contest, you know. That's what we got to want from Dow. Is it his fitness too? Like you got to wonder that. And if it is, whose fault's that? Is it partly him? Is it partly Russell? Like is it, come on, are you like... Uh, Walsh doesn't need that motivation. But maybe Paddy Dow does. You know, he needs that sort of motivation. But I'm telling you, mate. It's the big challenge. One of the big challenges for him, for the coaches this year. Because we need, we definitely need him. And he can provide something that very few players can. And when you look at him and Chera, they're the same draft. That's right. And he was three. What was Chera? Like six or something, five or ten? Whatever. Whatever he was in that top, there is a top top thing, and he's definitely gone to next level, right? But Terra's got a bit of like what I saw. He's got some skill, man. He's got oh, some yeah. skill. He's so, got yeah, some yeah. class, man. He's <laughs> class, yeah, yeah. He's classy. Yeah, but still, you're a pick three, mate. Like I, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I so, think once you start, it it just goes to show. Once you, yeah, you're a pick three. All that means is in year twelve, you did all you you did all your study, you did all your grades, and then after year twelve. You start again. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's kind of what Remember when you were in primary school, you thought you were the king, right? In grade yes. six. And then you went to form one and you were the smallest one there. You used to get beaten up, right? This is what's happening now, right, with Dow. Like, he's with the big boys now, you know? I've seen some comments here that's saying, like, oh, I believe in Paddy Dow and blah, blah, blah. All right, yeah, good, good. Believe, faith. When that's the that's the answer you give when you have no answers, man. Like I'm telling you, man, this is why we got faith in him. We're not seeing anything. I want to see it. Show me. Show it's me. Hope. It's it. hope more than what it is anything. That's right. This is what we got now. We got hope that he's going to be good. I hope this is like I'm sick of this hope. I want to see something, mate. You know. But trust me, I want him to do well, man. I want Paddy Dow, but. Remember, I said this last year on the jumper punch when he played that one good game and everyone was like, yeah, but I'm batting down. This is what he's supposed to do, mate. 20 possessions should be your bloody bread and butter, mate. It's his job. But why are you, like, you you know, like you're giving him such praise for 20 possessions, mate. Like, this is the problem. He probably went home that day and he was, like, on top of the world. He was cutting out the newspaper, sticking that in his own scrapbook, <laughs> Right? So now it's time to show, mate. It's time to show you. So yeah. Well, the other one was my boy, and I'll stick with him because I've got hope, faith, and all belief. And that's Zach Fisher. Um, Sam, what will Zach Fisher's role predominantly look like this year? Uh, well, we think his impact is going to be forward and on ball. Um, you know, we you've seen enough of him to know just how dangerous he is. Um, and so his, his pre-season's been fantastic. He's been one of those guys last year that I'm sure that was well and truly missed um, amongst the group. Uh, he provides that real point of difference. Um, he's got that real fleet of foot. Um, you know, sort of got the dancing shoes on. He knows how to get in and out of traffic. Um, you know, he, he gets the ball movement going. So there's a fair bit going for him. Um, he provides a lot of spark for us. So I would say, you know, predominantly forward, but but certainly some spurts on ball. I think out of, I mean, we look at the hole that's left because of Walsh not being there in the practice match, but I'm going to be more cautious about watching it on Thursday I think Fisher was the one that actually, with O'Brien, they're the ones that actually got more of the ball than what I'm used to seeing. Um, and the opportunity there for him. Yeah, he stepped up a little bit, so I was happy with that. He's got a, he, what's the problem with Fisher? Tell me what the problem with Fisher is. It, because you know he's talented. You've seen it. His body lets him down. Five goals after coming back after a long stint. And he's talented, man. And when he gets the ball, he's, he, so what's his, what's his issue? His body. It's not his body. He's lazy. All right, all right. So he, all right, fair enough. He had a few injuries, so look, I don't want to like too much. Of course, the injuries are going to hold you back. You know, to me, sometimes he just seems a little bit lazy. You know what I mean? Again, it's that not doing enough, going to the next contest. You know, maybe doing the tackle and then doing the second tackle and doing a third tackle. You know, that's what's important. I just think he's a little bit lazy, but. Well, there's bad habits all throughout, and that's what we've got to try and stamp out. These little bad habits. He's got talent, mate. Like, we want Fisher to do well, man. Like, and plus, he's wearing that 25, mate. Like, I'm telling you, Peter Valenko, he wouldn't be happy about And the Jezza, you know. So, so we're hoping that, we're hoping, as I said, it's that aggression. Like, they can't all be like Voss. Like, let's get it wrong. But no, aggression doesn't just mean you go in head first. Aggression means going to get the ball at the next contest, running hard to the next contest. You know what I mean? putting yourself in front of the next player, you know what I mean? Pushing yourself in front. You know, getting that ball when it's on the ground and being the last one to pick it up and give it to the umpire 
all these little things matter. You know what I mean? No, it's mine, mate. You got to want the ball. You know. So anyway. No, that's good. Well, I want to talk, move away from the the Q and A now, and talk a little bit about you and the jumper punch and um, what's to come. Did you want me to play the little thing now? Let's play it now, and then we play it again later because I was happy. I'm ha- anyway. Show it. Show it. All right. So we've got a. Uh, this is the, the sneak peek into season two of the jumper punch with a little uh, special message. If you thought I kicked a lot of goals in my AFL career, what about the boys from Jumper Punch? Listen in at 8 o'clock on Tuesday. They're kicking plenty of snags. Woo! I knew you were happy for a reason. Go, you beauty. Woo! <laughs> I love it. That is a mighty, mighty endorsement right there. We have to Frank Fred, man. He done us a big favor for doing that, you know. But yeah, he says, look, he says he, he knows about the show. So that was already big enough for me. I don't know if he's watched it too many times. He is a busy man. Yeah. But the jumper punch, man, that's just one, look, look, one of many many special things happening this year. So the jumper punch is going to be a big year, mate. It's going to be a big year, man. We've been working hard. Paul's been working hard, commentating, doing all this stuff, getting ready. Been a, you know, like me and Mars have been hibernating. We've come out. Like Mars is like a bear because he's still, he's still in last year. He doesn't know what's going on. So he's angry, man. So he's coming out. We're ready to rock and roll, you know. Uh, we've been... um. As you can see, someone asked about where's the memorabilia. Well, we've just painted the studio, you know, so there's some special stuff coming up. It's going to be a little bit of a revamp of the the studio, you know. Um, uh, Look, man, there's going to be the old favourites. We're going to have all those old favourites, Mars's Journal, you know, Rocco's Rants, Paul's Call, all of them. We're going to have some new segments. We're working on a more rounded show you know what i mean so there's going to be some some other stuff in there um another big talking blue is going to be huge this year man me and the great man vince lochisano i'm telling you get ready get ready for some special guests on that one there and we have got some really special interviews through the whole year man so Pretty much every episode is going to have a special. And we're talking players, man. I'm telling you, if you see him, you won't recognize me. You know, where, where, where's he been for 20 years? And all of a sudden, he popped up on the jumper punch. So you'll be seeing that. So, yeah, so really excited about all that. Listen, Blue Broad and Jumper Punch, I'm telling you, we're going next level this year, mate. We are. We are. We're going next level. I'm just watching you as you're, as you're talking there. And I'm like, I've just had like a flashback. And I say to you every time we're on the phone, we always end the phone calls almost the same way. It's just like, it's so, um, mate, it's it's so refreshing to see you found the thing, your yeah. thing, and to see the way it's, I mean, last year, you know, a lot of work goes in week to week. You forget yeah. what happens last week because you're already focused on next week. But when you, when I think when the audience can probably attest to this, when you, the outside looking in, like when you see what happened last year with you guys from, 
you know, a Skype show with Pommy, then we put it into a different um, a different um, structure. And then we had to fix the audio, fix the audio, then the video got better, then the segment got better, then Ma started finding his voice. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it goes without saying, you should be very happy and proud with what's happened. And I'm, I'm just yeah. happy to see how you guys just love it. It's just pure no, passion. I'm telling you, me, Mars and Paul, and look, the whole Jumper Bunch family, you know, there's other people that help us out and that too in this, you know what I mean? I have to give a shout out like to Vince and, and Rash, if you're out there, man, he's been a big help this year for us, um, just sorting some stuff out. So, yeah, so look, we love it. We love it, man. We get on there and then when we come here, man, we just love filming it. I just love editing the, the stuff and then seeing what, like you said, what it's turned into, it's um, it's it's phenomenal, man. If you look at that first episode to like twenty five, and next, I'm telling you, look out for episode twenty six. It's completely different look. We got new equipment, you know. So yeah, it's gone next level, man. And I'm, uh, it's actually, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable from that moment that I rang you until now, you know. So. So, but we're loving it. I'm telling you, next year, man, I'm I'm so buzzing. I, I want to show all the interviews now. You can't. I know. <laughs> I know. That's how excited I am. I'm telling you, you're going to hear, I'm telling you, these guys are fans. And we've got old players. We've got premiership players. We've got Norm Smith medalists, man. We've got recently retired players, the favourites, and the stories they're telling us, man. We've got players who've been chased by gangs. Hey, we've got a story about the boat cruise, the famous boat cruise that you don't want to miss, you know what I mean? So I'm telling you, this is this is huge, man. So so really, really excited. No, I'm very pumped. exciting. When when can people expect episode one of season 2022? So, so it's two days before the big game. So it's, yep. I think, March 15th on the Tuesday. So uh, that's a big weekend. So we'll be uh, watching... We'll be watching, um, we're going to be filming. We've got a bit of an event we're going to go to. And then on the 15th is the first opening. So it's the pre-show to to uh, Richmond, yeah. So Tuesday, March the 15th, like Feb says, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Woo! Love it. No, that's exciting. I think... Uh... I think we'll end it on there. I might play that little bit just to really finish things off. But Rocco, appreciate you coming on tonight, mate. It's good to have you back in the fold. Yeah, nah, man, I really appreciate it. You know, like I love talking to you. We could do this for hours. I love love the people. So this is uh, exciting stuff and I'm really pumped for it, mate. And, uh, yeah, let's get this this, uh, season rocking and rolling. Absolutely. If you thought I kicked a lot of goals in my AFL career, what about the boys from Jumper Punch? Listening in at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays, they're kicking plenty of snags. Woo!